Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 122 of the Maker Mom podcast. This week's guest is Nicole of Rep in My Hood. She is also the co-host of Behind the Maker podcast, along with Tiff of Night Carver Designs. Um, that's really where I got to meet Nicole is when I was a guest on the podcast with her and Tiff. And I said, hey, I've had Tiff on. Now it's time to have you on. So that's what we did and it was fun getting to chat with her and learn about how she got into making um and really kind of took a couple different runs at it and now uh, is really enjoying doing what she does with her laser so um yeah great chatting with her about that and about being a mom and all the good stuff and covid and all of it but before we hop into the interview with Nicole, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Kevin Lefty's Woodshop, Christy Twisted Twine, Christina B, Jeremy Spies, Sammy Go Sammy Lee, Lauren Rasp File Designs, Sven Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel Moody Makes, Bonnie Toolmomstore.com, Laura Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou Made by Mary Lou, Amy Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly Reclaim Living Store, Brandy Studio Obey, Kathy One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your ongoing and continued support, helping me to produce two episodes a week, every week. And with no further ado, here is Nicole with Rep in My Hood. I always have my guests introduce themselves. So okay. when you are ready, I'm going to let you do that. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Nicole from Rep in My Hood and All Good Things Gifts. Um, I work primarily with a laser and consider myself an artist. I've been doing it. Uh, well, I've had my laser for the last four years and I'm opening up a gift shop inside of a shipping container that has an arbitrary date of opening. I don't know, maybe 2021. And uh, yeah, I like to play around on Instagram and I'm excited to be here. Thanks. Awesome. Kate. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to ask you more questions about the shipping container when we get to that, when we get to that point. Um, but before that, where did you grow up and what kind of things were you interested in as a kid? As a kid, um, I grew up in Idaho Falls, Idaho. It's about 80,000 people. It's this little town in um, the West, not the Midwest. Mm -hmm. uh, we were like an hour and a half from Yellowstone and it had like lots of mountains and stuff. And I was into like Idaho stuff, I guess, like a lot of camping and four-wheeling. My dad took me, he taught me how to hunt, but I hated it. And um, I don't know. I was creative as a kid. Like I like to like 
draw or always be crafty and stuff, but um, I never really like fueled towards a passion or anything, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Did you, did you get into like art class and stuff like that in school? I took an art class in high school where we like learned to sketch Mm -hmm. and in college, I took a, a ceramics class and I got a C in it because like the guy hated me. <laughs> he made these like ugly teapots and he was like um, really mad once when I made like a ceramic cat and like he was just, I don't know, a very unhappy man. And so <laughs> that's my art experience. I would have loved to go to like art school or something, but mm-hmm. I think I've always just had sort of like a creative um, I don't know, like want or doing mm-hmm. things. Yeah. What did what did you go to college for? Communication and public relations at Boise State. It was uh it was fun, but like I never used it. I had, you know, all the student debt and then like got pregnant and <laughs> so <laughs> Well you yeah. kinda use it now, right? Yeah. I mean you totally yeah. use it now with your own business. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know so much the PR. Um, that's right when like Twitter was coming out and stuff. And then I always felt like all the people coming up out of like college after me were like really good and skilled at it. But I mean, communication, I do like, I enjoy to write. And um, I think all my adminning years experience too, like when I was doing like on and off jobs in between, like that's really helped me stay organized. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so is that, I mean, did you, I was going to ask that, what did you go into then work-wise after, uh, after graduating? Uh, well, I graduated and I didn't really work. My ex-husband at the time I had, um, so I had a baby when I was 22. I got pregnant when I was 21. Like, and I got pregnant like three months after I met this dude. So <laughs> it was like not like, a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so um, I was not in a very happy relationship. And um, when I, when he was, he was applying to med school. And so I had to like graduate as quick as I could because I knew he'd be bounced around. So um, I just kind of stayed having like a baby. And then I left him because he was an abusive douche. And then I went to another (laughs) abusive douche. And then, and then I didn't really work. I like did admitting um I did um taking care of my kids but like not much besides just like admin work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how many kiddos do you have I didn't even I ask that four okay four so my almost seven-year-old is her birthday eve eve she turns seven on sunday okay <laughs> but um I have a four-year-old seven-year-old an eight-year-old and a 15-year-old okay nice uh, range of ages there <laughs> Yeah, they, they are great. <laughs> I, I hear all of that in just that phrase right there. <laughs> uh, all right. So, <clears throat> I mean, basically, you know, a lot of time being a stay-at-home mom, um, were you, did you get into doing th- creative things like as an outlet during that time? Yeah, like I would do like home crafts or whatever. I never felt like I had the freedom to do like um, remodeling kind of things like I do now, like because it was always renting or whatever. But um, 
I, I like uh, crocheted or did, I don't know, blankets or kids stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when in 2014, um, I started mom with a saw and that was like my outlet of like making my first sort of venture by myself. And um, I bought a skill saw. Well, my dad bought it for me, not a skill saw, a circular saw. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, I made like um, these pencils and then I made owls and like craft mm-hmm. show type things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my creative outlet. Okay. So what happened to mom with a saw? Um, she like got annoying. <laughs> Well, like I did the logo, first of all, of my face, which I don't recommend because your face is going to change, you know? Uh And so I don't know. I always felt very self-conscious of my face logo. And I don't know, like it was, um, I got a lot of experience doing like the craft shows and stuff, but it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work to like set up and deconstruct a whole store in a matter of like hours and then be outside all day. Um, I didn't like doing like woodworking outside. I don't like getting dirty. I like the cleanliness of my laser. And (laughs) so I don't know, she just kind of like dissolved. Like I didn't, um, I didn't want to do woodworking anymore. And um, I just kind of shifted things after trying a bunch of things. I tried selling like eco flowers once, which were like wooden flower bouquets. Mm -hmm. That was fun, but nothing ever really caught on until like, I bought my laser and then I didn't want to be mom with the saw anymore. I felt pigeonholed. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, but it sounds like even from the start of that, like you started with it being a business. Yeah. I tried it. Yeah. (laughs) Never a real official business. Like I, um, I did like the craft shows and everything. And, um, but I had like a, a mindset that I wanted it to be something that I could like profit from. I just didn't know what. What's what's the drive there for that versus like versus like hobbyist, right? Or versus doing stuff just for your own creative outlet, going after the bit like wanting to make money or make that your your living. I um well, I think I like to do like scary things or things that scare me. Like <laughs> if it's like frightening then I'm like I can do it. But I think that, um, I think my biggest drive is that I want financial independence. My entire adult life, I haven't had financial independence being in one abusive marriage after the next. And then even now, like, um, you know, it's, I'm, I guess like, I just want something to where I'm able to say like, yeah, I did this all on my own and I'm able to do this all on my own. And I like, I made something all of my own. So Mm -hmm. that's where I want to be is like this drive of like, I know I could do it. I just have to, I just have to keep going. I have to like keep figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Why laser? Why laser? Yeah. (laughs) Because I looked at a CNC when I was doing mom with a saw, but the CNC was like, it was dirty. Mm-hmm. And like you had to change the bit. And then this one CNC had like a laser on it, but it was like an eight watt laser. And so I did some research and an eight watt laser is like nothing. Like you don't ever want to buy anything less than maybe like a 50 watt laser if you're going to really get a laser. And um, 
my husband and I started looking at lasers and we found one Trotech. It was um, actually, it wasn't even Trotech. It was universal lasers. So there's like three top lasers, Trotech, Epilog and universal. Those are like the top three lasers outside of like hobbyist laser. Like mm -hmm. And um, we went to universal and Trotech was buying them so that they had like a Florida office. And so we were like, well, this is like serendipitous. And so um, it was actually my husband who decided or pushed for like a larger laser. At first I was like scared and nervous and just wanted the little one, but mm -hmm. I don't know. The laser can do like so many things. You could do so many things with it. You could do um, all kinds of markets. You could do just craft or stamps or um, promotional products. You could, um, I, at one point I tried giving, getting like government contracts with it where you could like actually make like name tags or signage, you know, like the bathroom mm -hmm. signs. You can make art, you can make so many different things with like a laser. And I just felt like there was like so much versatility to it that mm -hmm. I can make like a business out of like a hundred things or I just have to figure out like what I'm good at, what my niche is and then like mm -hmm. narrow it down. Yeah. So, I guess that's why I laser, just because you could do so many things. You're not, <clears throat> uh, you're, you're not the first person with a laser I've had on the podcast. Um, Oak Hill Millworks. Yes. She has an epilogue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I was just amazed too, when she was talking about like all the different like business uh, you can get from it. I mean, it, it's had enough of an impact that I was like, hmm, maybe I should just buy one and I could do that as like my business. And then I still get to do the other things that I like to do. Because <laughs> um, it seems like it's definitely a, a niche that's growing. It is. It's totally growing. And you totally could do that too. Yeah. Is, I mean, I know, you know, from following your page and stuff like you do, you do a lot of like the cups and stuff like that um is that where you're kind of I guess growing your business in is uh, uh houseware type stuff or yeah houseware stuff mm -hmm. I mean cups they're just so dang easy to do and everybody likes them and it was like oh this trend's gonna die but it's not dying so <laughs> I got like anytime you want a cup just yeah order a cup <laughs> um no, like, I think, like, I just like um, houseware stuff as far as, like, coasters. Yeah, mm -hmm. I tried the sign making, but I'm not really jiving well with the sign making. Unless it's got lighting. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, um, stamps, I've given a try, but I don't know. That kind of takes, like, a, a different sort of settings that I'm just not that good at yet either. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I've done like a lot of custom orders. And so that helped me learn a lot, you know, but for now, I think like, I just want to um, keep experimenting with different things I can engrave or make for my gift shop. Just mm -hmm. anything that will like sell in there because I have like really great margins for, mm -hmm. for everything that I make. So, yeah. So tell me more about the, this gift shop idea. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, so my gift shop is All Good Things Gifts, and it was last January that I saw here in Wesley Chapel that a guy, a developer, purchased, like, all this area. We had, like, a movie theater and, like, a Ross and a uh, uh, at-home, no, not at-home, World Market, 
a whole bunch of big name stores, PetSmart, stuff like that. But like there was this like other place that didn't really kind of look like, well, why isn't this developed yet? And so he bought it and had this huge um, idea of making it into a shipping container mall with restaurants and um, retail shop and stuff like that. And so I was like, man, I know if I don't go try to go over there and make like a gift shop, then I'll regret it. And so I never wanted to have a gift shop. I never wanted to really go work in retail for the rest of my life. But I think like, I just want to be able to, you know, prove to myself that I can do something. And this feels like the first chance I really have to like make that financial independence that I'm really looking for. And so um, I signed the lease in January before COVID hit and it was supposed to open like, you know, in the summer, Mm -hmm. but it just keeps getting pushed back with all the construction and permits and COVID, Mm -hmm. you know. Hi makers, today's episode is brought to you by toolmomstore.com. Toolmom and company is for all ages, genders. They have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts and clothing. Uh, The products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. In fact, I have two of the mugs. Uh, One has a circular saw with flames coming off of it and says, Go Girl. Another one has the definition of a tool chick. Both of them are super awesome, and I have coffee out of them almost every morning. So check out toolmomstore.com or find them on Instagram at toolmombonnie. You can receive an extra 20% off at a checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. But um, yeah, it's it's inside a 40 foot, well, it's a 250 square foot shipping container. So it's okay. 40 feet long by like seven feet wide. Mm-hmm. And I had it designed like this super modern design that's like very like Rose Apothecary. <laughs> And um, I just got like um, my artwork done on the outside, which is this really cool street art made by Whitney Holborn. And it's this girl with this like blue hair and green eyes and my heart logo and the swing that um, you could like, like sit back on and like take a, a Instagram selfie. And then there's like a whole bunch of like food going in there, um, falafels, bubble tea. I don't know. It's all kinds of really cool stuff. And it's a really cool trendy concept. Mm-hmm. And I'm building this like gift shop where I'm going to put my laser, um, made stuff. I'm going to have wholesale stuff of stuff that I don't make like, um, candles, cards, hats, pillows, stuff like that. And then, um, it's just going to be like super modern trendy and I'm going to give it a whirl and try making like my own business. And, <laughs> you know, it's, all from the ground up and I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm learning a lot along the way. And I have a three-year goal to like either sell it in three years or Mm -hmm. um, have it like fully managed because I don't want to work retail. I want Mm -hmm. to be able to have freedom with my hours and make things that I want to make and other goals too. Yeah. So I guess why, I mean, why open your own retail space versus like yourself wholesaling to a retail space? Well, um, I get the best of both worlds with it. And like with the laser, so I do wholesale already to Ace Hardware and um, I'm pitching to actually my kid's school right now to wholesale for them. But um, they're like products that I could offer like um, engraved portfolios or name badges, stuff like that or like the cups for them. But like, 
I could do basically I'm my own wholesaler in my gift shop. Mm -hmm. So when you wholesale an item, you buy it for like $5 and you mark it up 50%, you sell it for $10. And that's like wholesale and retail. But since I have not just the option of buying my stuff, I mark everything up to like 70%. So all of my margins on like things that I make are like 70%. So I get like the benefit of being the wholesaler, the maker and the retail. So I have a huge profit margin to work with. And like, I still have wholesale items too, that like I can, you know, sell it like maybe 30% of my items or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a really good concept of like being able to um, have so much freedom with that. It's non-perishable. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, one way to do it, but I could still do other things too. Like I could still do custom orders or I could still do orders for um, like other companies mm-hmm. and do like their signage or whatever. Like I'm hoping to make it like the majority of the egg in the basket, but yeah. That's not the idea. whole egg, not the whole yeah, egg. The whole egg. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I've learned is to be able to try to figure out all the different mm-hmm. like ways that you could get the income. So how in the heck have you figured all of this out? Like the majority of all of that you just said was like <laughs> over my head. So, and I'm like, that's really impressive. So how did you figure out like all of these aspects and that, you know, margins uh, and all of that? Trial and error. I, um, so I've been doing this for the laser for four years at least. And um, a lot of just Google search and YouTube and like anytime, like I have a question, even like the whole time I was writing like my business plan or writing like two-year projections for the SBA, I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. Mm -hmm. And so like, I just Google it and then find, you know, whatever answers. And then I don't know, it's just, I guess, self-education. So you want to write my business plan for me, please, please. (laughs) Own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've been I've been Freeman furnishings for four years now and I do not have a business plan uh <laughs> which my wife really wishes I would but I do not have a business plan for that however I am working on another new business and that one is one that's like I'm gonna have to seek funding for so guess what I get to write a business, <laughs> business plan <laughs> wrote a business plan (laughs) funding yeah you know what I would say that when I was writing my business plan there was a lot of things that I didn't think of that have been helpful to think of Mm -hmm. that like I just I wouldn't have thought of otherwise so I mean I I definitely agree with that with the you know my googling of like looking up templates and stuff I'm much more of like just give me a template that I can like fill in the boxes on Mm -hmm. when it comes to that type of thing um and Absolutely. I'm finding like, there's just some really good questions that get asked in the writing of that. Um, That's like, oh, I guess, yes, that is important. And I wouldn't have even thought about that. Um, (laughs) It's totally not necessary either. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, man, I listened to, you know, how I built this podcast. And a lot of those entrepreneurs didn't have a business plan. How come I can't be that type? And like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. 
the business savvy part of it. Got that. Where's the, um, you said in your intro, you call yourself an artist. So where does that, like, just tell me more about that. Thanks. Uh, well, I didn't even accept I was an artist until like, like a little over a year ago. I always thought artist was like a painter or somebody who draws. And like, I was just like, I am not that, but I think it was just this acceptance. I went through this huge transformation where, um, um, you know, I started reading like a bunch of like books on like how to, I don't know, change your mindset. And um, I hired a life coach and I started accepting like me fully, like authentically. And so it was like, then that I was like, oh, like I am an artist and an artist is just anybody who makes art in whatever way they make it. And that's what I think. And so, I don't know, I guess that's where I like to consider myself because an art in any art form is an art. And so I didn't ever want to like, I was pigeonholing myself too much, like thinking like, I could only be an artist if I paint, but like it's an art through making video or through, um, I don't know, writing or an art through making something. There's all kinds of art forms. And so that's why I like to like, I guess, consider myself as the broad mm -hmm. person of an artist. Mm -hmm. What's your, I mean, what, if you weren't necessarily having, not having to, but if you weren't necessarily focused on the making an income solely off of this as a business what would you see yourself like making like what are the things that you really enjoy creating um I like making the big things the big things that take like way more than like a day or two to kick out like the things that are like month-long thought out planned projects I loved doing the feature walls I've done in my house um I would love to learn like welding and make like some big ass something or other, or <laughs> like, I would love to see like some of my art in like a giant hotel display place, how they always have like these huge yeah. all things. I would like that. That's where I think like the ultimate for me would be is to be making some large thing that somebody else wants to buy still. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like an enormous amount of ridiculous right. money. Right. <laughs> So how do you, how do you still fit in, I guess, that side of you and, you know, I mean, cause the business you just talked about has nothing to do really yeah, in the grand scheme with that. So how do you work that in? Uh, I don't know. I guess I keep thinking about it. I think some things like, I really believe in like, manifesting and the law of attraction. And I think a lot of where I am today, I was thinking about before. And so I just see it as like a future goal that I'll get to someday. So I keep thinking that that's something that I want to do. I do think about it at times, but I don't know, I guess I like keep creating, keep doing whatever I feel like makes me happy and keep like feeding that passion Mm -hmm. And then eventually I'll, you know, get to that. Um, I don't know if, if I don't do something creative and it's like mostly admining and I've shared this on my stories, it's like, mm -hmm. it just, it's like soul crushing. And so, and so it feels good to be able to continuously do something creative with that muscle. Right. And so 
I guess like just continue to do that, like making things, whether it be like my cooking or writing or videos or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then get to get to the point where I don't know, like sell my sell my gift shop and then start making things that I don't even know what I would make. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you you mentioned like a couple of times now the you said the feature wall in your house and stuff. So is that, I mean, is that part of something you enjoy doing? Like just remodeling and whatever in your own space? Yeah, I like remodeling and I have like a hundred more projects I want to do <laughs> in my house. And um, it just takes like a lot of like time and money and effort, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I don't think I would want to be like remodeling other people's houses or even doing like my own remodel, mm-hmm. like, I just, I guess I like the big aspect of it. And, oh, you know, my favorite art would be really cool to make is like anything kinetic art where it's Mm -hmm. like moving parts. There's like Mm this um, art thing in Beijing um, where it's like in the airport and it's like all these teardrops come down and they're on wires and they all like make waves or like shapes. Like- That'd be cool. Yeah. Like how cool would it be to be like in an airport And like your art's like in an airport, like, you know, you've made it when your art's in an airport. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm with you on the kinetic art. Like I see people, I've always been fascinated with, uh, like I was in a a joint wood shop space, not working, but I was there like just kind of touring and there was one uh, guy there and he was making this like really intricate kind of like a marble run type thing you know it was all woodworking but and on a small scale but it just had all of these moving pieces to it you know where it's like oh it will hit this gear and then it does this other thing and I'm like that's just so cool I've always been fascinated with like mechanical aspects like that but then it's like when it comes time to actually figure that out I'm like nope I just my brain does not work that way. I, I see it. I think it's <laughs> awesome, but I can't figure that out. <laughs> hey friends, I wanted to tell you about an awesome brand I discovered that you might love as well. Have you ever spent a ton of money on clothing that was supposed to be high performance only for it to end up at the back of your closet because it just doesn't fit right? I personally hate when this happens. I get excited about a new pair of work boots and then I'm disappointed to find out they just weren't designed for me. Discovering Athena Outfitters was a game changer for me. Athena Outfitters is a quality workwear brand for hardworking women. All of their items are handpicked to meet the needs of women in the trades, not just sized down versions of items designed for men. They've got great workwear essentials like comfortable, soft, and safety toe boots and options for my active lifestyle when I'm off the clock as well. Shopping with Athena Outfitters saves me time and energy because I always know I'm getting a high quality product that also looks and feels great. Next time you're looking for gear with grit, check out AthenaOutfitters.com. That is a-T-H-E-N-A outfitters.com and use special code at checkout MM15 to get a 15% discount because you listen to the Maker Mom podcast. It is intimidating. Yeah. You need like one of those like um, 
kits or something like a yes. Lego build kit so you could there actually is I did for my little sisters like when I was younger I bought these I think like the whirly gig uh type of things you know where you like turn the crank and then it like makes oh. whatever move on top and I did a couple like I think one was a horse and one was like a penguin or something but it was a kit you bought you know and so and then you put it all together and assemble it and it's all made out of like basswood or whatever but that's as close as I came to that and I was like that definitely was more complicated than I ever would have imagined <laughs> you know what I love is those like uh, models where it's like the models of like hotels or buildings mm -hmm. or like master communities and like you have like the little people and the yeah, little trees. yeah <laughs> I want to build one of those I want to have like one of those is like a dream house like mm -hmm. with all the little like did you see Andrew's wife's thing that she posted about making like a dream house with like modern I, I like, didn't see it uh -uh. oh so cool that's what I want but I want somebody else to build it for me there you go well you can you can work with my daughter because that is what she's decided she's into these days is miniature cool miniature houses now she's five so we're making it with foam board and cardboard but that is uh <laughs> that is what we do uh when she talks me into making with her on the weekend so <laughs> how old are your children five and five and our oldest is seven and a half yeah yeah and she just turned five like last week so um happy yeah. belated yeah yeah um, I lost my train of thought. I had it and I lost it. Does that happen to you guys on your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so doing things on Instagram, it sounds like, I mean, even mom with a saw you had, did you have Instagram for that as well? Yeah, I did. But it was, I didn't use Instagram for what it was. I was like, I didn't understand it. And you said it, I think in our podcast where it was like, why are you like posting pictures on Instagram when you could like have like a chat about it on Facebook? Right. <laughs> and I was like, I don't understand Instagram. It's just pictures. Yeah. Uh, and so I like spent a whole bunch of time on Facebook from like 2014 to 2019, really. And then, and then as soon as I hopped back over to Instagram like I didn't use my mom with a saw page I did like a whole bunch of like I think I followed something like I followed everybody I was like I'm just gonna follow for follow yeah and then, like I didn't like my feed I didn't like going in there and um I had a bunch of you know just followers that weren't really yeah. authentic and so yeah I redid it to rep in my hood and then started using it as you know a place to like hang out and like yeah and understanding it and I had so much better growth on Instagram than I ever did on Facebook I hate Facebook personally <laughs> it's annoying I I hate going in there and seeing like neighborhood drama and I'm like why are you guys posting all your shit on like Facebook I know <laughs> I know <laughs> that's why I actually I deleted the Facebook app from my phone so I have to like actually sit at the computer and bring it up good idea and I have found my life is so much more happy now that I don't yeah. have it on my phone. Because, um, <clears throat> yeah, it was like just drama that I didn't really want to pay any attention to anymore. Um, yeah. And I have struggled, like my 
business page has not really grown um, <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, though I do find like, I would say like older generation, like my grandma's generation, you know, whenever like they enjoy seeing my work on Facebook, like yeah. that's where they see it. And so it's mm-hmm. like, okay, but you're not really the demographic that's going to buy my stuff. So I, I, it's very low maintenance that I yeah. get to it. That's um, my yeah. And I like the groups though. The groups are helpful. Like I have a laser Trotec group that I'm a part of that I like, or mm-hmm. um, a supplier group, stuff like that. That's nice. Mm-hmm. How do you, I mean, what was it that you learned, I guess, on Instagram about turning it into more of the, the hangout or the community? Uh, it pretty much started shifting, actually, when I joined the Maker Collab 2020 that Stated Wood and Oak Hill had, Oak Hill mm-hmm. Network. And um, it was the first time that I was a part of like a challenge, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know, this cool sense of community and everybody was just really supportive and there were just so many different talents that I was so attracted to that I was like wow you can make that and do that and I don't know it just felt like such a great place to hang out and like feed sort of like what I wanted to do I found you know um I found inspiration with other people but then I also felt that like I could do more too and Mm -hmm. It's just a really good community. And I don't know if it's like, I, I only use it for like artists and only really hang out with other artists. And mm-hmm. When I say artists, I mean like woodworkers and mm-hmm. photographers. And But um, I don't know. Instagram was just like a really cool place to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. How'd you find out about the Maker Collab 2020? Um, Christy, uh, JDS, JDS is a uh, supply company for lasers. They supply like the cups, keychains, stuff like that, that you can engrave. <laughs> and they shared one of her videos. And so then I followed her and then that's how I learned about it was she announced it. And then I made, I made this, um, I don't know if you can see it, this poster it's Jaws. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, my partner last year wasn't able to like um, complete the project. And so we never got to enter, but it was fun. Mm -hmm. It was cool. And like most of my friends are from that group or stemmed off from that group too. Yeah. Did you, are you doing the, the collab 2021? I have a partner, but I haven't talked to him in like a week and we've never really met. And like, we were both just kind of like, I need a partner. And he's, he's big, super cool, like um, stuff out of recycled skateboards in Australia. So kind of like why we design here. Yeah. 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 And anyways, um, we would have to think of something like lightweight, obviously, and flat. Um, but He's cool. We just, I, we just haven't hooked back up. What about you? Are you going to do it? <clears throat> I haven't, I haven't signed up for it. Um, potentially I've just, I've always fallen flat on like doing any of those or like the builders challenge or anything like that. And mainly it's because it's like, uh, with every, with all of the different, I guess, pieces of my life that have to go on and all the balls in the air. It's like the time that I get in the workshop, it needs to be something that I feel like 
super driven to like want to work on, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Uh, and so <clears throat> I do, if it's not like that, if it's not like a more of the collab, you know, competition type thing, I am aiming to do more collaborations this year, but maybe in a different way. Like I just did one with um, Cecilia and um, of the shop wood design. And I like yeah, and um, Nicole, Nicole Hooper. Nicole reached out to Cecilia and I and said, hey, I want to do a, a power carving, you know, collab giveaway. And so that's, you know, something obviously that's totally down my alley. And it was like, yeah, it was super fun. Um, and so I want to do more of that type of stuff, like cool. just collab with, you know, there's a couple other um, artists on Instagram that, you know, I've become good friends with that. It's like, I want to like, maybe more intentionally like giveaway type collaborations or, or stuff like that. Um, I like that. Yeah. Because you're doing what you want to do, like doing yeah. what you don't want to do. You're not going to do something that you like. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I've struggled with like the builders challenge. Like I've seen some people do some amazing pieces, you know, off of that where it's like, they've got the set of plans and then they can kind of make it their own. Um, that's just, that's just not me. Like I don't work from plans and usually it's like what they put out for the project. I'm like, but I don't really need one of those. So I don't even know like why I would make that. Um, <laughs> the, but the maker collab with, uh, with Christy and stuff that it seemed fun last year. Like it just seemed like a fun, whatever project. And so, yeah, I could, I could potentially see me getting into that one perhaps perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> well, if I'm being totally honest like I want to win but like um seeing like the level of like the level that was set with Ricky and right. Andrew, I'm like <laughs> well I don't know I can't solder wires and <laughs> I can't code games yes and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's maybe some of it too, like with that one specifically. I mean, anything with like Andrew in it, I'm like, yeah, I can't compete on any yeah. level with Andrew. Um, <laughs> I'm, going in, I'm like, I'm just going to have fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, for you too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's where I like learned about Ricky too, is like following along with their collab last year and I'm like he's just fun um you know so I like seeing that stuff pop up it feels like the you know <laughs> the burning trash can year of a year 2020 was yeah. <laughs> like that like the maker community specifically I think has stepped up to the yeah. plate to be like okay, we are going to find a way to find joy if the, if it kills us. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems that way. Like, people are trying to do more to work with each other. Yeah, 2020 was definitely pivotal for makers. I felt like it was, like, this really cool year where even, like, other people that I've talked to is, like, you know, it was a great year of making with, like, inspiring things and, like, ideas just kicking yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool watching everybody last year. Yeah, definitely. Today's sponsor is Rasp and File Designs. 
Rasp and File was created to give new life to old things and create spaces that feel timeless, unique, and warm. Your home and business should be your sanctuary, a place of solace, and your personal piece of art. The owner and woodworker behind Rasp and File Designs is Lauren Matthews. And you can follow along and find out more information on Instagram. Just look up Rasp Filed Designs or on the internet at rfdesigns.squarespace.com. Um, and because I know, because I was on your podcast, like where, how the podcast get started? Like, you know, what, what made you and Tiff go, we're going to start a podcast? Um, Tiff suggested that she wanted to start a podcast and like, I'm not a podcast listener. I like to watch more than I like to listen. Um, but we were just talking about how we wanted to hang out with all these cool people and then we thought it would be really inappropriate to call it behind the maker. <laughs> and like, it was like, it could be inappropriate and totally not inappropriate, mm-hmm. but whatever you feel. And so that's, I don't know. We just, um, I guess just started running with it and figuring it out sort of as we go too. And mm-hmm. that's how it started. It was just us like talking about it and working together. And we've done really well too, where like, we just had a meeting yesterday. We meet like once a week to go over like, goals that we have or like things that we're working on or like Mm -hmm. schedules and stuff or ideas and it's cool I like it I like that every person and I'm sure you're this way too but like I swear every time like I come off a podcast I'm like wow that's really good solid advice or that really inspired me or I take like all these little nuggets from all these different people and Mm -hmm. I feel so fortunate to be able to be like talking to everybody and having like this huge information of you know just really cool ideas and everything yeah I'm I'm definitely the same way um you know people who very regularly listen to the podcast know that I say that I do this pretty selfishly motivated reasons (laughs) like um because I just uh I mean from a kid I've enjoyed just learning people's stories like it's always fascinated me um and so especially now that it's like I'm talking to people who like do things that I like to do it's like even more fascinating Mm -hmm. um and yeah I think I feel like I get something out of every interview um and then there are ones there are definitely a handful of guests that I've had that I will say like that interview ended up being a pivotal moment for me like just in the way I think about something or or whatever like it's something like I can tell that person like that conversation literally changed my life like and it's like that's so cool to be able to have those conversations all the time (laughs) totally agree so if you're not a podcast listener necessarily um did it really feel foreign when Tiff suggested the podcast no because I knew that like I had seen podcasts like I like to watch um the Joe Rogan podcast on YouTube so Mm -hmm. like I knew I could like watch the podcast and I have always loved like interviewing people and asking questions and like consuming knowledge that way and so 
that was the only the, uh, full confession. I haven't listened to a single podcast of my own podcast. <laughs> like Tiffany's always like, I listened to the podcast today and I was like, oh, you know, like those stats she was sharing. Yeah. I was like, how many does it say come from Florida? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, I just don't have things playing like that, but I don't know, like the, um, being able to like chat with people and then like go back and watch it. That's what, that's what I liked. Okay. And so, and it's cool to be able to connect with so many people. And I've made friends through the podcast too, mm-hmm. where I like, I didn't meet some people until I had them on the podcast. And now it's right. like, oh, you're cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Same, same now. here. Yeah. Same here. It's uh, the, the maker squad that I have with, Shar, Wooden Maven, Alma, Pink Soul Studios, and Jesse built by Jesse. Like, I didn't meet any of them except for through the pod, through my podcast, having them as guests. And it's like, yeah, the, you know, a friendship forms, and and several others that I've had on that, yeah, I are really true friends. You know, I call true friends. I've met all through the podcast, um, and having conversations with. <laughs> Um, you know, a one hour conversation. I'm like, okay, we're friends now, just so you know. (laughs) Podcasts are cool. I like podcasts. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm with you though. I don't listen to my, I don't listen to my own podcast. Um, (laughs) And I also don't, to be real, real, I don't listen to podcasts that I've been on. So like, I didn't listen to our episode. Like, I don't like hearing myself. Like, it's just too weird for me. So I don't listen. (laughs) On occasion, I did, I did listen to parts of the one that I was on with you guys, because I was like, whew, that wine was really hitting towards the end there. So I need to make sure that I didn't say anything too inappropriate. Oh, it's all good fun. <laughs> I used to show that sign sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that is my, uh, in, unless it's in this type of situation, you know, that's why it's like workbench con. Yep, the uh, the alcohol has to flow in order for me to like, to let it go. And then I'm like, man, and then I'm just awkward no matter what. So it works out. Those are the best people, the good ones. <laughs> I saw a quote yesterday that said something like some people never go through life being weird. And then it said like, how boring or sad or something. (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) I like the weird people. This is true. And to be fair, most people at WorkbenchCon, it's like, we're all weird, but the same kind of weird. So it works out well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So right now are your kids home virtual learning or do you get to send them off (laughs) i joyfully send them off every single day and i have a glorious four and a half hours free of children work um yeah no my i have one that leaves at like 6 40 the high schooler and then i drop off two of them at 7 30 and then i drop off another one at nine and then i pick it back up at 1 30 and 2 30 and I'm like bus, but yes. <laughs> but I will take it. When I had them virtual for when I was on quarantine, it was just it was bonkers. Like they can't like completely be independent. They still have right. to ask questions, how to read something, how to use like the iPad or get into like some other mm-hmm. paperwork, or you have to print something. And they didn't take lunch at the same time. And like, <laughs> it's just 
it's like, I don't know. I, I am so grateful that like Florida allows me to be able to do that. Cause I know other States are still on just completely virtual. Yeah. And I feel really fortunate that I get to say goodbye to my kids five days a week. <laughs> <laughs> and I think almost any mom can understand that, especially, I mean, you're trying to run a business and it's really hard to do that when you yeah. got kids at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do they, what, especially your eldest, who's probably seen the most transformation of things that you've like worked mm-hmm. through. What do they say about you and, and this like creative business? Oh, she's, she's proud of me. And she tells me that, and she thinks it's cool. I think that I've inspired her some, and she actually has been painting these little rocks lately that um, are going to be magnets that she's going to sell in my store. So she's excited to, you know, be a part of it. And I think like, I didn't come from entrepreneur parents. I wish I would have, because then I wouldn't have been, well, I mean, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like I learned what I did, but I think when you come from parents that have like a sense of like, okay, you can't just, there's other ways to make money than just going to like a nine to five job or having your college degree. Like there's other ways to, you know, find money or fuel your passions. And so I think I'm happy that they get to see that. And I know that my kids have like, you know, been able to figure out how to make money and accept money and not feel weird about money and um, be inspired to do something where they're maybe scared of it. Cause I share with them too, when like I have like nerves or feel like I can't do Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Uh, do they, I guess, do you think they understand that this isn't, that you are showing them something that's maybe different from a quote unquote norm, right? Of like, at least probably how we were raised, go to college, get the corporate job or whatever. Um, this idea that you can make your own business, is it, is it, does that hit home with them do you think of understanding that this isn't necessarily what everybody else does what everybody goes I think so because my husband has a pretty average like nine to five job mm-hmm. and um he doesn't really like have anything that like he's like building a business or whatever so they get to see that or some of their friends you know have like the other nine to five jobs so I think so and I think you know too like being able to see that like you could do things like as a woman is really important too that they're seeing because mm-hmm. I always felt like I thought that like I had to get married after I had a baby and like that was it and I thought that I had to like be in my abusive relationships like I thought that I couldn't do anything outside of being a mom and a wife mm-hmm. and so it's nice to be able to show them that like there's so many more things that you could do besides that not that there's anything wrong with it right. if you want to just be a mom and a wife but right what do you think <clears throat> what helped you realize that that's not all you had to do and be oh wow it wasn't until I got my life coach <laughs> <laughs> that he helped me realize that like there's there's much more to than to being a mom and a wife and to just find like things that I was um, proud of myself and not fear, um, making mistakes and, um, really like being open to being able to do more than just what I thought.
thought I was expected to do. Mm -hmm. What made you get a life coach? Oh, that was such a good, hard decision. I had always wanted a life coach and I never really like found one. And then one day, like I saw this guy post on another friend about like, oh, tell me more about whatever, whatever. And I saw him and I peeked through his Facebook profile and we had like this um, initial consultation or whatever. And like, um, it was free and he just went to like the root cause of it. And he was all like, oh, you're not like scared of whatever you have this like deep insecurity of whatever. And like, he didn't know me and he was able right. to go to like the root causes. And I was just like, yes, like that's, <laughs> that's what I need. I need somebody to walk me through this, like how to be a better me. And so it was this huge investment and it felt like this great thing. I was super proud of that I did and I don't regret one bit. And it was like, you know, I, I found out so many things like inside of me that like affect everything else, how I mother, how I, you know, how I'm a daughter, how I'm a wife, like how I'm a business, how I'm just a person in general. Cause like, it just helps in every area of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think recognizing that, that that was actually kind of a, I guess, brave decision to make too, right? Like working, yeah. working on yourself is not easy work. No, yeah, no, <laughs> no. having to like forgive yourself mm-hmm. and admit fault and see fault and yeah. 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 None of that is, is easy work by any means. Um, we are actually, I'm watching the time here. We're actually at <laughs> our time together. Uh, so I want to give you another chance though, to let people know like where, how they can find you. Oh, thanks Katie. Um, well, I'm on Instagram on at rep in my hood and that's where I spend most of my time, but I'm also trying to grow my all good things gifts account. And that's mostly just my gift shop stuff. It'll show like, um, my personality there for sure, but my brand as a whole is, is me at Repping My Hood. And um, I'm going to try to start an Etsy and I have Facebook, but as we heard, we don't care about Facebook. <laughs> I'm working on YouTube, but that's still the work. So yeah, I'm in Wesley Chapel, Florida, and that's where you can find me. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for chatting with me today, Nicole. Thanks for hanging out with or me and letting me come on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. All right, again, that was Nicole of Rep in My Hood, and I will include the links on how you can follow along with her in the show notes for this week's episode. You can check that out on your favorite podcast app, or you can head on over to freemanfurnishings.com forward slash podcasts. Also, be sure to check out uh, Nicole's podcast with Tiff, Nightcover Designs, called Behind the Maker Podcast. Make sure you check that out as well. Um, make sure to follow along with Maker Mom Podcast on Instagram. That's just at Maker Mom Podcast. Head on over to Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Maker Mom Podcast. And take a look at the tiers over there. You can get different merch depending on what tier you sign up for. Any tier that you sign up for is greatly appreciated and helps me to continue being able to put out two episodes a week 
every week and you get additional content like live interviews and all that kind of good stuff. So check it out. When I'm not making a podcast, you can find me designing and making furniture and other home decor at freemanfurnishings.com and at Freeman Furnishings across pretty much all the social media. So Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I'm active daily on Instagram and TikTok. So that's where you can kind of get up to the moment what I'm working on in the shop or what bad dance moves I happen to be sharing that week. It's Friday. I hope you all are having a fantastic had a fantastic week, and are looking forward to a fantastic weekend with your families. Uh, Make sure to get out and make something, and I will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. (music) 